Everybody to WTL, where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. (laughs) Jabron the Pauler Pounder. We're back, we're back. We are back, and we got energy like you wouldn't believe, (laughs) because today, the first sports book, betting sports book in Nebraska, Opens, yeah, at Warhorse in Lincoln, right down the way from you. Yeah, I can't wait. Gonna gonna get a couple of these College World Series bets in tomorrow yeah. uh, tomorrow morning and watch them hit while I'm watching the game. Hey, you just got you just got download that little Warhorse app, I yep. guess. Fill out your little card and then you just get in there and punch it. it it's I, really I might easy just to run do. down to the kiosk. There you know, go. it's just so close to me, so might I, as well. I heard there's ten kiosks there. So yeah. they'll get you in. They'll get you. I'll get you on your way. So. It'll be fun. Hey, hey, I'm just excited that we have legalized sports gambling. Now in the Cornhusker State. Speaking of which, should we talk about some hits and misses we yeah. might uh, yeah, we might do. have? Uh, uh, you know, I guess it's a miss, but when I look at the big picture, you you said this is a long shot. And, you know, not everyone's talking about him. Yeah. You had Ricky Fowler at pretty good plus money to take the whole thing down. Yeah. And he was in the driver's seat. It, he he really was, Andy. And then I, I really think I cut it back to maybe even a top five play, Andy, which he did he did tie for fifth place, so that would have hit. But that round four really got to him. Ooh. And up shooting on Sunday a uh, plus five, which you know, if you can go plus five on your last fifth. day and still get fifth in a <laughs> yeah. in a PGA tournament, that's pretty good. But no, yeah. he was in that driver's seat. It's just you know, Clark and uh, Scheffler and McElroy really didn't succumb to the pressure. It looked yep. like Ricky's yep. still not there to win a major. So that 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 was kind of a hit slash miss for me, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I really stands out to me that I missed big time was with Phil. Uh, I really thought that he's going to hit the cut. Uh, yeah. I really thought he's going to come in because this is, you know, the U.S. Open's the one that he needs yeah. to get that career grand slam, and he yeah. he he missed the cut there at shooting uh, plus three. So uh, I really was on Phil, and it came back to buy me. Yeah, and you know, uh, say, I would say the same uh, way for me is kind of a kind of a hit, but uh, eventually a miss was. Yeah. I, I've been high on TCU, yeah. the Horn Frogs, for a couple of weeks now, well, and there's really uh, no shame in the way that they lost to Florida no. uh, yesterday. I, I mean, <laughs> that looked like a home run. It did off the bat. It, it, looked, the it last, looked like it was going to be the very last pitch of the game was right there, and then you know. <laughs> It could have went the other way. Exactly. No, and <laughs> so. I, and if you're talking about TCU as one of your uh, one of your misses, that's that's a pretty good hit for the last couple of weeks because right. they've right. been they have been one of the best teams in college baseball. It's just getting down to the nitty gritty here, Andy. Hey. And uh, guess the two teams that we've been talking about all the way through regionals, the super regionals to the College World Series are LSU and the Florida Tigers that yep. we've been really high on. So it, it's fun to see those teams get in there. And yeah. obviously, like you said, Florida punched its ticket to the championship. And when this when the the 65 field of 65 bracket came out and Wake Forest got that number 1 overall, yeah. I I kind of raised an eyebrow and I looked into it cuz I don't follow ACC baseball. For sure not. Y- you know, hardcore throughout the entire season. Yeah. And everything I read about the Deacons was no, they are legit. I yeah. even was looking at some stuff from down south, you know, <laughs> SEC land. Like, no, 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 they probably do deserve the number one overall seed for sure. And they have played up to it. They have. Uh, Wake Forest has, has looked really good. Uh, tripped up a little yesterday, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Um, but that sets up quite the fun for us here today. It really does. And if, yeah, we want to rewind to yesterday, Andy, it was Cade Beliso hit a go ahead three run homer. Uh, you know, for LSU that really yeah. was the staple in the game. And, you know, now they have to play again tonight. So yeah. if we want to get into that, Andy, let's do it. Let's do it. Cade Beleso with a three-run belly bomb. Yeah, the <laughs> as, big belly bomb. <laughs> as they put it. Um, and then really just it kind of stole the momentum on that one For swing sure. of the bat. And then Wake Forest was just never able to get it back. And we were listening to that game, watching that game. Yeah. And uh, – Wake Forest left some runners out on – some ducks out on the pond. For sure. They left some runners out there in the scoring position. <clears throat> and when you can't help yourself against a team like LSU, um, they're going to slam the door on you. And that is exactly what happened. No, it is. That's just SEC baseball to its finest, Andy. And yeah. and they did it. And that is kind of surprising. We're sitting there talking about Wake Forest and, you know, number one seed and everything. LSU, from the lines that I am getting right now, mm-hmm. it is a minus 145 for the LSU Tigers to win this game with the flop side on that Wake Forest at a plus 115 to make it to the championship. So it, it, it's not crazy odds, but it, it the bookmakers think LSU has the momentum, the momentum winning yep. two of the last three nights. Yep. Uh, but if you remember two uh, three nights ago, I was at the game, Wake Forest – uh, has already beat LSU yes. in this tournament. Yep. So, and another thing I want to throw on there: the Demon Deacons have not lost consecutive games this season. Yeah, they just haven't done it. So they're trying to reach the championship round in the in its first College yeah. World Series since 1955. So and, there's a lot riding for the Demon Deacons. And this has been such an exciting to me a very exciting CWS. I know a lot of people are saying it's kind of boring baseball. I haven't seen all. Yeah, as many hits as what you'd like to see. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, These are great games, eight awesome one, games, seven or eight one run games. We've seen walk offs, we've seen it all, and this is kind of new territory for Wake Forest. Heard a crazy stat driving out here, um, where they've only they only have like six one run wins. Like, yeah. they, they beat people by two, three, four they, they runs. They smoke them. They've been smoking <laughs> ACC all year long. Yeah, and two of the and two of those wins have come here at the College World Series exactly. in Omaha, but. More times than not, obviously, they figured out how to get it done. Exactly. So I, I that's pretty tough for me um, to to bet against Wake Forest. But then on the flip side, man, uh, I know what LSU is all about. You know, we we've been to plenty of CWS games. Yep. Uh, here in Omaha, Nebraska, over the years, and it just seems like they find that magic. No, they do, Andy, and they're hoping to set up a rematch of the 2017 finals that Florida beat them in. So this yeah. could be a little bit of a revenge thing that they got brewing up in their mind that they want to take on the Gators again to make that total yeah. SEC uh, championship game and then, you know, revenge their game, their series from 2017 that Florida won. Isn't that something like Florida was the number two overall um, in, in, that, yeah. in that bracket one, the top bracket there, mm-hmm. and they've gone 3-0. Mm-hmm. I mean, all they've done is taken care of business. A lot of people were high on Virginia. Got him. Got him. High on, you know, uh, high on Oral Roberts. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And, and Oral Roberts deserves all the credit <laughs> For they sure. get. That first round win, uh, they really showed their pitching staff, yep. their hitting came. Um, but Just Flo- ran up against Florida. That's that's yeah. what happens. Yeah, you ran And like up we were saying Florida. about, you know, people playing their real best baseball in the CWS, it is happening. Florida's only one by one run yeah. every single game in the College World Series, Andy. So crazy. this is this isn't like Florida has world beaters right now. They just mm-hmm. have taken care of business and won. Now they're in the championship. If we want to kind of shift our focus away from the game tonight, Andy, we got some future props for the all 
the all winner really? right now. Okay. Florida is obviously has the best odds because they are already in the championship at a plus one hundred five. So you're yep. getting plus money for a team that's already in the championship. I like that. Right wow. Now, that's yeah. Crazy. Right now you got LSU at a plus two thirty five, and then Wake Forest at a plus two fifty. So okay. you got the number one seed in the whole tournament with a plus two fifty bet right now to win the College World Series and. Uh, once you get into the championship, Andy, all wins and losses are erased. That's right. It starts it's a, over. It's a three-game series. So yep. the loss that LSU took from Wake Forest is erased. The Wake Forest loss that they took from LSU is erased. So it, it just yep. turns into a three-game series. So if you're really high on one of these teams, take one of these plus money bets right now because it's the best odds in the College World Series that you can get. <laughs> Right now. That you're going to get. Yeah, and you mentioned Florida. They've just they found a way to win that opening round against Virginia 6-5. Yeah. Uh, game two against Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, man, knocking off TCU in that first round. Yeah. I beat them 5-4. to four. And then in a, just a different type of game against TCU. Not a lot, lot of runs being scored, but they eked it out 3-2. Yeah. to two, And I thought that was one of the more exciting games. It has been. You had base runners. You had good at bats. You had phenomenal pitching. It's yeah. everything that I like to see uh, in an elite baseball game. So I don't know what the folks are talking about when they're saying, what's going on? Why is the season <laughs> so boring? Jesus, the Gators have won eight, eight <laughs> in a row since facing elimination in the regional they hosted. Yeah. They're hot at the right time. Yep. And, you know, and TCU just kind of ran up against it, like you said, Andy. So I, <laughs> I really think Florida is the best play yeah. right now for the championship. But I'm just saying that because they're already in it. Yeah. Uh, Going to be rested. I, yeah. I really think that LSU is on a kind of a magical run right now and has the momentum is going to take down Wake Forest. So give me the Tigers tonight. And I really want to see this rematch of the 2017 finals, and it'll be good, uh, Tigers versus the Swamp. Yeah, and the not only the, this last win over LSU, over Wake Forest, yeah. LSU, you know, they got them with that, that the home run was the difference. For sure. Right? Uh, so no they win 5-2, to two, but the game before that is one that I really like Ooh. where they just smashed Tennessee 5-0. to zero. That down, Shut them out. Yeah. Shut them out. And it was a really, really good game until it got later in the innings, and then you could really see that LSU still had it. Yeah. And, it, you know, Tennessee kind of had made its run already. They had done what they could, yep. and LSU still has it in the tank. I just think they have the—I do think that they have the best overall lineup, Andy, yeah. especially with that pitching. So I like LSU tonight. And I, I can't wait for that all SEC championship baseball because that's that's really where it's yeah. at when you when you think about the College World Series. <laughs> oh, it's man. Florida and it's LSU. And I know everybody wants to see that, um, uh, but for all those reasons, I'm going Wake Forest. <laughs> give me go. give me that the pitching. Give me give me that pitching. They're going to get it figured out. They're going to get it sorted out. They got enough arms in that bullpen uh, to go. Um, that's how they've done it all season. I, I, I don't and they're feel, plus money. Yeah, they're plus money, and they're the number one overall seed. <laughs> there you go. So, so I, I like Wake Forest. Give me Wake Forest, and then we'll see that Wake ACC SEC matchup. Yeah, get somebody. No else matter in what, there. it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Uh, but if I had to guess, there's going to be a little bit more purple Ugh. in Omaha yeah. than uh, gold or whatever that is. Uh, they are dominating the Jello shots. Aren't yes, they, the they are. I had a couple of those this week. <laughs> I've been to two LSU games this week, and it's been. A lot of fun. Ah, uh, see, you're skewed. You're you're at LSU. I am skewed. <laughs> well, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy drinking Ale Storm official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team, the Storm Chasers. Precisely crafted with Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect 
summer baseball beer. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. Everybody to WTL, where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it, we're back. <laughs> yes, we are. And uh, we, we talked a little NFL futures, some futures win totals last MLB week. MLB futures. We did that as well. About to get into some and, NFL. And now we got to get back into some NFL. There's yeah. still some teams out there that people are saying, hey, why aren't you talking about these? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About those guys. Uh, so let's go ahead and do that. One of the teams that are, I mean, nobody, nobody can help themselves but love Joe Burrow. Yep. They're loving on Joe Burrow. So are the odds makers. Got them at 11.5 total right now. Yeah. That over juice at minus 110. The under juice at minus 110. So, boy, did they get that line just right. It's right at there. At 11.5. Yeah, Andy. And just that's where it should be. Yeah. This is exactly like you were saying. We are talking about this last week on the show. The Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in football. Mm-hmm. You know, the defending champions, yeah. they're at 11.5 wins, too. Mm-hmm. So, these mm-hmm. these two teams are really propelled to be the two best teams in the AFC yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as, as the odds makers are looking at it. Yeah. I think the over here is a pretty safe bet because I really think that Joe wow. Burrow has been stepping, 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 and is about to step on to being the best quarterback in the National Football League. I think Whoa. he could knock on the door of Patrick Mahomes. Whoa. Maybe not the creativity, but I think he has the the better offensive pieces around him than Mahomes does with the mm. two two superstar wide receivers, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So I see this team with the 17-game season, I see them winning at least 13, maybe 14 games, Andy, this season, just dropping four or three games. So they went twelve and four last year. Baltimore, yeah. uh, with all the jazz that was going on with Baltimore, they went ten and seven. Yep. Pittsburgh had a down down year, and they still went nine and eight. And Cleveland, you know, is Cleveland, Cleveland. Uh, still won seven games though. Yeah, I'm thinking Baltimore's going to be better. Um, I I feel like Pittsburgh's going to be better. They got the quarterback that back. That could be. Uh, I like the linebacker they got from uh, the Bears, Roquan Smith. Yeah, uh, the Ra- uh, Ravens got there. Um, and there's a couple of things that make me pause with Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I liked everything you had to say there about Joe Burrow and his receivers. How could you not? They were third yep. uh, in the NFL last year in passer. For sure. But they're ninth, they were 29th in rushing. Yeah. I mean, is that going to get better? They got I don't get know. going, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And their I mean, defense was just middle of the road. Yep. I mean, it was just right down the middle. And that's good enough. That's good enough when you have a quarterback and a receiving core like that. You're going to get put up wins. points. Uh, and and yeah, moving to the seventeen game schedule. But even last year, they only went twelve and four. So yep. that's right there at that eleven and a half line mark, and that's <clears> why you're seeing the money split right down the side. And I think if I'm looking at anything, they're probably going to drop a game or two because I'm expecting Baltimore and Pittsburgh their division to be better. Th- to be better, Mu- yep. I mean, maybe not much better, but I do think they're going to be better. This is that's a grinder year yeah. in and year out uh, of a division and. 
Baltimore and Pittsburgh, they're used to being on top. They feel like it's their division. Yeah. And I don't think they like Cincinnati still in some of this limelight. That could be the case, Andy, but I really just think that Baltimore is still going to be a dumpster fire. I really think that <laughs> I don't think they've moved past it. I really don't think I think they they drop a couple games. OBJ's there now. Lamar Jackson, you know, am I running back? Am I quarterback? I think all that drama still carries over. <laughs> I really do think that Pittsburgh is going to be worse than they were last year. Really? I, I, I think they I think they kind of, you know, outplayed their talent last year a little oh, bit. Oh, sure. Tomlin and, does that all the time. Y- yes. So I'm I'm looking at them as an eight and eight or, you know, nine and eight team again. Okay. I just really don't see Anybody other than the Browns, you know, making up a little bit of room just because Deshaun Watson will be back. It's just, I, I really think that this Cincinnati team is going to hit the next level and going to be competing for that Super Bowl or okay. at least the AFC Championship. And uh, a 13-14 win season, we'll get them there. And I don't I don't think anyone's thinking that they're going to take too far of a step back. I'm yeah. basing that more on what, what like I said, yeah, I no doubt. will be there. Yeah, that's uh, what we're here for. Should we move on uh, to the boys? Let's do it. The Dallas Cowboys sitting there at a 9.5 total, uh, minus 115 for the over, minus 105. <clears throat> Five. That's your juice for the under. So that looks like oddsmakers got that one just right as well. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? I. J- <laughs> this is a I lo- hate to say that. It's a loaded question. I hate to say that I like the line. Uh, do I think they're going to get ten wins? Is the question right? Yeah. Uh, I do. I do think that they're mm. going to get ten wins. Mm. They're in a. You know, they're in a division. You know, that's pretty dang good. Obviously, yes. With the Eagles, the one of the best teams in football, if not the best. Right. Uh, commanders uh, aren't going to be, but they're always they, right there as well. They're, they they were a dumpster fire last year, and they still won eight games. It, that, they exactly. went five hundred. I, I was going to say they're kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers. We were just talking about. Yeah. They're always going to find a way to win uh, eight or nine games. I just Man. I just think uh, the Dallas Cowboys with kind of the way that they're going to re rejuvenate this uh, roster without Zeke, you know, bringing in Tony Pollard to be the the number one guy and stuff. I think that's going to give them a little bit of more juice, and Mm -hmm. I have them winning 11 games, Andy. I do like their balance on offense, you you know, and I do think that Dak gets uh, a tougher time than than a lot, and that's just part of the deal being a Dallas Cowboys uh, quarterback, Mm -hmm. but also, like, he put a lot of that on himself, demanding that huge contract, and then getting it. Yeah, exactly. So tip of the cap uh, to Dak yep. on that. But they they were ninth last year in rushing, and they had a really nice two-headed monster. Pollard was basically their starter last year. For sure. And Zeke was uh, your, your goal third line down, guy. goal line, third down guy, change of pace guy. Um, and then in, their passing, though, was 18th in the league. So yeah. I, I do think that has to improve. What differentiates Dallas from a lot of other teams is their defense. Yeah. They have a pretty darn good pretty pass Pretty dang defense. good defense. And, and like – I see the AFC slate that they're going to go up against, and it has the likes of Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, which mm-hmm. that would scare even the most, you know, people. But Dallas, I just think is poised to run, you know, through one of one of the more watered down NFC lineups with, you know, the Giants. I I don't see the Giants making another run at it. Really, I think they might sweep the Giants, and I I, re- I really think that the Cowboys have a very good season here. Maybe win twelve games, but I, I I like eleven for sure. Hey, they won twelve games last year. Exactly. You know, it's just that they catch... and nobody's talking about them last year neither. Yeah, they just catch so much heat. It's more about what what was wrong and what did Jerry say this exactly. year on the fan? Yep. Uh, you know, uh, so I can see that. I can see that. I'm gonna uh, probably put that one. 
one on the. It back would be burner. a third consecutive twelve and five season. So uh, no, yeah. I, I really think that they, on your side. I, I really think that they have the team to do it. I, I hope they don't win a game. It's kind of like the Yankees thing <laughs> oh, we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, we <laughs> talked about. Um, a couple of the teams up there in the yeah. NFC North, uh, and the Vikings—they—they uh, they always get everyone's attention. You know, they won 13 games last yep. year. Um, we talked about the Bears. You know, my Chicago Bears, Bears a little bit. And I don't know why, but people just love to talk about Detroit. I don't know if it's a just a thing, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so we got to talk about the Packers. The, the Packers. The Packers. God, I love my Packers. Yeah. Uh, and where they're at, and that's a seven and a half. Win total over at minus one ten, under at minus one ten. So it's a minus one ten bet either way you go. Yeah. Um. And I, I can see both sides of this. Uh, you can make an argument either way. Yeah, Andy. I just like that that line is you know so low with the seven and a half wins because mm-hmm. I don't see them winning a lot more than that. But eight wins should be a goal for the Green Bay Packers this year. Yeah. The, the one thing you know, it the can co- be a goal. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's achievable. <clears throat> no, exactly. Exactly. I'm just saying working in Green Bay's favor, you know, are a couple things. One, like you're saying, the NFC North isn't as strong as it has been, especially mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers being in it. The Detroit Lions are kind of the favorite right now. Yes. And weird. the Minnesota Vikings are unlikely to duplicates last year's record setting 11 wins in one score games. That was absolutely crazy it was. that they kept spilling them out. And I really do think the Chicago Bears are going to be a lot better, but I still think they're one year away from being a mm-hmm. really good football team. Mm-hmm. Two, the schedule isn't daunting. No, but by, no it's not. By one no. measuring stick, the Packers have the ninth easiest slate of – games in 2023. As mm. part of the schedule rotation are four games against the NFC South with my mm. Panthers, which is the worst division in football. <laughs> so uh, they, they're getting four really good chances at wins there. And yeah. like we said with the NFC North, uh, I, I go over on this, Andy. I really do. I think eight wins is very really achievable no. for the Packers. You know, uh, a lot of people had the Packers going over last year. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. And, oh, come on. It's easy money with Aaron Rodgers. No, it's not. <laughs> they ended up eight and nine, um, yep. um, losing record. And I, I think they're worse. I think they're so oh, much they worse. Are worse. They're, and, and a lot of those players that I thought were carrying most of the stats, carrying the water, if you will. Yeah. They're getting re-signed to a team like the Jets for some reason. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. <laughs> Go to the Jets. Uh, and I just I, – I, I don't know. I, I need to see what Green Bay can do at quarterback. Yeah. I, I'm not a believer in it. Um, I think they were so fortunate the last 20 years for sure. having that starting quarterback, and now they're going to get a dose of reality. And, yeah, some sometimes those seasons, when those losses start to happen – uh, it, they just keep it compiling. Keeps coming on. Um, so I, I don't know. Even with Chicago not quite there yet, Detroit being flimsy and Minnesota regressing, I still think that that division's going to get the better of Green Bay this year. I, I think they're going to get the better out of, out of them too, Andy. It's just you should be able to squeeze out eight wins over a seventeen game season, right? You should, especially yeah. with a which I think is a good coach. With Lafer, oh, yeah, I like Matt him. Lefer, and uh, yeah, but it it really does all you know hang on Jordan Love. Is this guy is. who who they thought he was when they drafted him? Uh, mm. Should he been playing above Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? Uh, all those questions are going to be answered this year, and I, I'm very excited to see it. All right, so you'll go over, I'll go under. We'll there you write go. that one down right Boom. there. Take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit stockandrod.com to get your wild game on. 
Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class. Enjoy by Jabron. <laughs> the Parlay you got Pounder. It. You got it. We're back. Yeah, we are, and we are all giddy, as we've mentioned. Uh, sports gambling is now fully legalized oh, yeah. in Nebraska. The first Sportsbook just opened mm-hmm. uh, right down the street from you in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah no, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Today's the first day of it. So, yep. uh, yeah, a couple of these plays that we're giving out here, I might have to run down there and throw some <laughs> cash on. So, uh, that'll on be a lot location. of fun. That'll on. be a lot of fun. Yep, yep. And it is a lot of on location. We hear all the detractors and stuff. Yep. yep. But there's 10 kiosks, and you do have to be on location to, to place these bets or fill out your app. Yep. You have an app. Yep. Um, but let's just uh, be happy that we at least have have it rather than focus on yeah no doubt about it so we talked a little college world series hits and misses do we want to get to the big show let's go to the show andy a little bit all right and Mm -hmm. i know you were looking at some um futures as far as teams making the playoffs and you're you had your eyes on three different squads here so real quick i want to i know one of them's out of the american league east and right now at the top of the division is the tampa bay rays uh and they are just tearing it up uh they are 52 25 baltimore orioles they gotta be one of the biggest surprises they are in Major League Baseball sitting there in the two hole, only five games back with a record overall record of forty five and twenty eight. But you're looking at the Yankees here, and I think it's a minus one ninety five to make the playoffs. Yeah, Andy, and I just think this is a really good value because. Obviously, I think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Like you said, the Baltimore Orioles are sitting up there at the lead position in the wild card race right now mm-hmm. because yep. you know the ALE beast yes. is uh, yes. you know everybody's making the playoffs. But with the New York Yankees, they're three and seven over the past ten games. So I think this stock will never be as low as it. You know, you'll right. never get better odds than it is right yep. now for them. Yep. Ten and a half game backs, like you said, uh, for the Rays, but they're they're slid right into that. Wild card position right now. So if the season ended today, they would be making the playoffs. And a couple reasons that I think that no matter what, they're going to make the playoffs. Aaron Judge hasn't been healthy for the you know past couple weeks. He's coming back. He's gonna you know return to form. Going to be that home run hitter. Going to get them runs and runs and yeah. runs. Yep. And another player that's you know stock is rising with how long the season is is their ace Garrett Cole. He's going to come uh. in and just smoke the guys in the back half of this season. So I really like the New York Yankees. I think they might make a run at the Rays a little bit here in the back half, but they're going to be a lock for one of these wild card positions. So Yankees right now, with those odds, throw throw cash on it because that's a lock. Yeah, and Cole is leading them in strikeouts. He's leading them in wins. He's yep. leading them in ERA. So he's really doing all the heavy lifting. And their, their staff is beat up. And to uh, further your point, a lot of those pitchers are expected to come yes. back. Yes, they should be back oh. here within a week or two. Exactly, that's the projection. He's the lone anchor that's been keeping them yeah. afloat right now. But when the rest of you know the rotation comes back, he's going to be that much better because they just yeah. can't you know uh, you know prepare for one guy. Here's something that kind of I think makes them 
pretty dangerous as well. You, yeah. you mentioned Aaron Judge and how he's been banged up. He still leads the team in 19 home runs <laughs> yes. and 40 RBI. Um, but he also he's hitting for average this year. He has yeah. a 291 average. Um, <laughs> and I think you don't get much more dangerous than that. Really, the hottest uh, slugger on the team right now is Rizzo, another big stick, you yeah. know, that can go yard. Um, and he's batting at 270. So there are a lot of things to like about the Yankees. I mean, except that they're the Yankees. Except for the Yankees, yeah. <laughs> and if you guys out there are thinking I'm a Yankee homer, they're my most hated franchise of my entire existence. So oh, I yeah. do not want them to make the playoffs, especially if they have a chance at meeting up with my Minnesota Twins. Okay, now you're going with a team here. You're speaking of the <clears throat> Twins. Let's go yeah. to the Central. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are currently in second place, only one game back, but they're four games under 500 right now. Yeah. The Twins are leading the division two games under 500. Yeah. It's kind of wild what's going on in the Central right now. Guardians at a plus 165 to make the playoffs. Yeah, Andy. And like you said, with that plus money with the Cleveland Guardians making the playoffs, mm-hmm. I just think it's the right play to do right now. The Minnesota Twins are in shambles right now. We can't win a game. Uh, we've been blown out <laughs> by the Red Sox the last couple days. It's just mm-hmm. it's really, really dire position for the Minnesota Twins right now. And the reason that I'm so high on the Cleveland Guardians right now is they have the best, one of the top bullpens in baseball. Yeah. If they could score any runs, they would be a good team in Major League Baseball, but yep. they can't. But their bullpen is going to really, yeah. uh, what, what I'm trying to say here is win them the American League Central because the Central is not going to get a wild card team, especially no. like you said, nope. with the teams being under 500. Whoever wins this d- division is going to be the lone uh, playoff getter in the American League Central, and I really think that Cleveland, the way that they're put together, is going to be able to beat mm. the Minnesota Twins when it comes down to it. I don't like saying that, obviously. I'm a huge Minnesota Twins fan. Right. I hope that we get healthy and all that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. but I think the smart money right now is to put that mon- that plus money on the Cleveland Guardians because their 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 pitching in their bullpen is mm-hmm. going to really eke wins out against teams like the Royals, like the Tigers, like the Twins, White Sox, like the White Sox, and they they are going. I I believe it's going to be close. I believe it's going to be close between the Twins and the Guardians. But with the pitching, I give the edge to the Guardians. And the Twins aren't doing as. I mean, if you're just looking at last ten, the, yeah. the Twins are four and six, and the Guardians are only five and five. But yeah. I, I I get all your points, and you're talking about their pitchers and and bullpen and their staff. I yeah. mean, Shane Bieber is. He leads them in everything. Yeah. Wins, ERA, strikeouts. But it's I I don't know, I'm not that impressed with it. It's three three and a half runs per game. Like that's okay. That's good. All these other teams that I'm looking at, their ERA's two point four. Yeah, I'm 2. just 4. saying in the American League Central, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with their pitching, uh, Cleveland is also tied for fourth most saves in baseball with 24, and this is mainly, mm. uh, you know, uh, okay. thanks to Class A. That's what I'm saying. We, uh, I've seen the Twins lose about. Uh, six games this year in the ninth, eighth or ninth inning where a really good closer could shut the game out for down. us with Emmanuel Class A for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, that the, They have that piece is what I'm saying, is that they're, he's not going to lose them games or blow a lot of saves like the Twins have been doing. So I just I like the back end and they're starting pitching a lot better than Twins, especially against American League Central opponents. All right, should we head out west? Let's do it. Okay, I mean, and the team that you kind of highlighted here, first off in the Western Division, you have a Texas yep. Rangers at the top. Uh, currently last 10, they've gone 4-6. and six. Yeah. Overall record of 45-28. and 28. That's a 6.616 <clears throat> winning percentage. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're well on top of here. Houston Astros, they're in second place five games back, tied 
tied with the Los Angeles Angels mm-hmm. at this moment, but you like the Strohs. Yeah, I definitely just like the Strohs just because they have the temperament, they have, you know, the history that, you know, mm-hmm. they've been one of the best teams in baseball the past 10 or f- 5, 10 years. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just do believe that the Angels at some point are going to implode and get back to Angel <laughs> ways. The Angel, uh, the like you said, the Astros and Angels are sitting right there, tied with each other in this wild card as the third wild card team. So yeah. I believe that one of these two teams are going to make it. And if I had to bet on it, I I go with the Astros. And one of the main reasons that I'm going to go with the Astros is they are linked to a pretty big All Star pitcher, Valdez. Tor- towards towards the uh, towards the trade deadline, Andy. And oh, uh, yeah. the guy that I'm looking at is Lucas Giolito, one of the aces for the Chicago White Sox. So mm. if they get somebody with the caliber of Lucas Giolito on this pitching staff that's already boosted, yeah, uh, it, it could be night-night and the Astros are you know, coming for that next championship. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going with who they already have. Yeah, no. Again, in a little speculation there, but it's, the you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. But that Valdez, that's the guy I'm yes. talking about. He has a 2.2 ERA right yes. now. Seven wins, 104 strikeouts. He's already gone over the century mark in strikeouts. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing what he's been able to do. And you think some of their other pitchers will start coming yeah. around. And it's not like they're playing bad. No, They're not no. doing They're bad. still a very, very good baseball team. But with those odds, Andy, uh, I, j- I just really think that it's just a shoe-in for the Houston Astros to make the playoffs. I just have them locked in along with the Yankees at one of these wildcard spots. I, I I think Baltimore is going to kick the can, and I believe the Angels are going to kick the can, and the Yankees and the Astros will be atop of the American League wildcard. So you're expecting the Twins and Orioles to fade, yeah, uh, and then you're going to see a little surgence here in Cleveland, Houston, and New York. So that, you're expecting three teams here to yep. <laughs> kind of well, pull themselves just, up by the uh, bootstraps. You know, with the Guardians winning the Central and then uh, the Yankees pushing for, you know, uh, against the Rays. They won't beat them, though, but they're going to be – these two teams are going to be atop the American League wild card, and uh, you can lock that in because these teams are – they're the cream of the crop, and they just haven't played like it yet. Yeah, you know, and last time we, we kind of talked about this, the American League beast, the East. You mm-hmm. know, they they uh, I think Boston was one or two games under five hundred. Yep. That's not the case anymore. No. They got a winning percentage of .527, and they're 11 and a half games back of the Rays. Yeah. They're sitting at a 39 and 35 overall record. And in the Central, the Twins are leading, as we mentioned, with a 36 and 38 record. Yeah. It is just it's crazy kind of an, it's what's kind of going embarrassing, on there. And that's just the way it is because. Yeah, if you look at the American League East all the way down through the Central, the teams are all in a line there for you. So <laughs> yeah, they are from from winnings, yeah, from win totals uh, to not being the win totals. It's just what it is. Yep. Let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been. Sipping on the easy-drinking Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team, the Storm Chasers. Precisely crafted with Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect summertime beer. Would you agree? I would agree. <laughs> I would as it's well. It's stormy now. <laughs> Don't go nowhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back.
back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. We're back. And now we're going to get back into your wheelhouse, and yeah. that is the UFC, because we got another good fight night coming up. We do. Out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida, the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville. I think they've been there a couple times, haven't they? They have been, for sure. They love Jacksonville down there. They just love Florida in general. Yeah. The UFC does. No rules in Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we saw that a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want, when <laughs> you want. Do what you want to do. Whatever you want to do it. So, yeah, you had you had Fight Island or Florida, whatever you want. Whichever one you want. It's good stuff. <laughs> so you had your eye on a trio of fights we want to talk about here. Let's yeah. start on the main card with the heavyweight bout. That is Austin Lane uh, taking on Justin Taffa. And I think we have Taffa with a minus 180 favorite. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to point out here, Andy, is... Talking about Jacksonville, Austin Lane was an actual draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars back wow. back in the day. And uh, I remember one of Austin Lane's first fights in the UFC was against my boy Greg Hardy that played for the Carolina <laughs> yeah, Panthers. Right, okay, so yeah. it was a couple of big NFL guys going up against each other. Greg Hardy did knock him out. So that, that was, that's been years and years ago, so I just wanted to point that out. But, uh, you know, he... he just talking about Austin Lane, he has been an interesting fighter to keep up with. The NFL, you know, pro turn to the octagon after you know failing to make an impact on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens for a lot of guys, but he has an impressive eleven knockouts. Good in record his, in his yeah. fifteen bouts. So that's really twelve I mean, and three overall. Exactly, I mean, that's a nice record. That's a that's a lot of knockouts for you know twelve wins, Andy. And you know, being in a heavyweight division, everybody expects you to be a uh, you know a big hitter and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. this guy actually is. On the other side, Justin Taffa is about as hit or miss as they come. He has posted a three and three record since making his UFC debut mm-hmm. in two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. and all three of his wins have come via first round. Knockout. Yeah. So he hasn't gone up against the toughest of competition, though. So Saturday night serves as a chance to pr- to you know truly prove himself. As that being said, I really do think the oddsmakers have this one wrong. Oh. I'm taking Lane on the money line is a perfectly fine option, but I am waiting until Saturday when those KO slash TKO lines come out. Okay, I got Austin Lane by knockout. He is going Ooh. to knock out Tafa, and it's going to be good odds. It's going to be up over three plus three hundred yeah. for the knockout odds, and I really believe that Lane gets it done here. Well, just the money line is plus one fifty on exactly. Lane, so you can exactly. get that in early. And yep. if they, you know, sometimes those lines. Kind of tighten up and, and even out because there's at UFC.com, yeah, there is not much out really on either of these guys, yeah, no. And they're you know, they're newer fighters, but they're not new to you know, eh, somebody that 15 fights under your exactly, belt, you know, somebody that watches as exclusively as I do. Keep in mind, Lane also enters this fight with a massive six inch height advantage and a six yep. inch reach advantage. He also he is also you know, someone capable of leaning on his cardio. Like I said, this is an yeah. NFL's. Player, this guy yeah. has cardio down to his foot, which you know does not bode well for Tafa, considering he has yet to win a UFC bout that has lasted be- beyond the first yeah. round. I think Austin Lane is the easy pick here. Take your plus money, run to the bank with it. All right, I'm not going to argue that. Mm. I mean, just looking at the two guys side by side, 
Lane is in way better shape, or appears to be in yeah, better shape sure. uh, than Tafa. <clears throat> so that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, going the distance there, and you got to think Lane's going to try and stay out of harm's way because no he knows Tafa's looking for that first round knockout. You got it. Let's move up the card here. Amanda Ribas, the lady out of Brazil, taking on Macy Barber, the number current number eleven contender. Yeah, uh, in this weight class, and she is a plus one seventy underdog. Is Barber. Yeah. Um, like you said, Amanda Rebos made her way back to the flyweight division last May, but lost to Catalin Chahugan, which is one of the best mm-hmm. female fighters out there mm-hmm. by a split decision in a return bout. Fortunately, the Brazilian, uh, you know, didn't let that loss keep her down, bouncing back at UFC 285 with a unanimous, you know, unanimous decision win. So another win for Rebos will be easier said than done. Macy Barber. I really like Macy Barber, Andy. Well, last time we saw her on that pay-per-view, that was a lot of fun. And it was. she just took care of business. Exactly. You know, um, she just she's one of my you know favorites in the women's division. <laughs> Although momentum is on Barber's side, I, I, I really do got to go with Rebus here pulling off the victory. Barber was mm-hmm. lucky to survive, survive that fight that we're talking about. It, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. One of the better fights on the card, especially considering that she was taken down five times, Andy, and yeah. still came out with a victory. Yeah. She now faces a dangerous grappler in Rebus um, mm-hmm. who averages two uh, two takedowns for 15 minutes and a 52% accuracy. So she is really going to have to step up that defense game a little bit right. against Rebus. Both women know how to avoid being finished, so don't be surprised if Rebus... Uh, takes us to a takes the distance, uh-huh. takes it to the distance, and wins by decision. Yeah, it goes all three rounds, right? Because it's yep. one of the under fights, not one of the main agreed main events. And she is, the, I didn't mention it. She's the minus two hundred money line for favorite sure. here. Yeah, and for for good reason. But man, it is kind of hard to get away from Barbara. And just that last time uh, you saw her out, and they got. Very similar <clears throat> records here. Oh yeah, twelve and three for Rebos, twelve and two for Barber, um, and and both are coming off a couple wins here too. No, you got and like I said, you got to give it up to the you know the 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 odds makers, the fight makers right here because this mm-hmm. is this is a really good women's fight, and there's a reason it's so far up on the card. It's because yeah. it's it's going to be one of the best fights of the night. Like we said, neither one of these women is going to get finished. So either way <laughs> you're looking at this, take it by decision on the other for the for the gal that you want to win. By decision. By decision, you won't catch any flack from you the parlay pounder. You will not. You will uh, not. Let's move on to the main event. This yes. is a featherweight bout featuring the number five contender in the world, Josh Emmett, versus Ayla Topura out of Georgia, the number nine contender. And the number nine contender is a heavy, heavy favorite here at minus 325. Yeah. Josh Emmett. Plus 270 underdog. Yeah, exactly. Tapira is cl- clear favorite. Uh, and did we say this was on ES- uh, ABC? It, I, I believe it is. Um, yes, yes. El Matador, yep. it, yeah, Tapira, has won five straight fights to begin his UFC career, improving to a 14-0 and o- overall, Andy. Mm-hmm. He has finished each of his last opponents as well, most recently notch- uh, notching a submission over one of my favorites, Bryce Mitchell, in a featherweight return at UFC 282. So that goes a long way with me. But meanwhile, Josh Emmett looks to rebound after uh, uh, falling to you know, capture the interim title against Yair Rodriguez at 284, mm-hmm. where he had lost by a submission. So, uh, you know, kind of separate pass here, Andy. Like yeah. we've been saying, yep. you know, Josh Emmett, he was he was fighting for a belt, 
and yeah. he, he lost it. Can you bounce back and yeah. go after Tapira, who is you know on the trajectory to get the next title fight right. with these you know fourteen and zero? So this is a really really good fight. There's a reason that it's the uh, the main the main event. Is the ascension going to continue for Tapira, or is and is Emmett going to continue to fall because he's coming off that last yeah. his last fight was a loss that submission as you you mentioned, and that's what all the headlines are saying <clears throat> is can Emmett get it back? Can Exa- he get it back? Exactly. That said, Emmett, you know was on a five-fight winning streak before right. he did that. So, uh, And he has yet to lose back-to-back fights during his 12-year career, Andy. That's why Dang. this is so fun of a, a fight to watch. So although Emmett has bounced back in the past, I don't see it happening here, Andy. <laughs> Not he, here. <laughs> he showed uh, he was what he was susceptible to against Rodriguez and mm. uh, to a good grappler in that loss. Uh, now he fights to appear who averages over two and a half takedowns mm. and two and a half submissions per 15 minutes. Yeah. On top of that, to appear is also more accurate with striking at 49% to Emmett's 37. Uh, if they, you know, decide to exchange blows. With how easily Tapira has finished his competition thus far, it's clear that Emmett will have, will I, I think, be his latest victim. So I got Tapira. Uh, there's a reason the line where where it's at right now at minus yeah. 300 to minus 350, wherever you find it. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you really want to get into it, I just found some uh, methods of victory, Andy, and Tapira by submission is at a plus 140 right now, mm. which is you if go. you were going to sprinkle something on it, yeah, yeah. that's what I would do. Okay, I was wondering if you're gonna get into that. Do you have a parlay? I do, and it's just a two-teamer. And okay, it's, let's hear it's, it. It's a, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of uh, crazy. It's out there. Okay, but it's Austin, <laughs> Austin Lane to win by uh, TKO. Like I said, mm. sitting there at plus two twenty-five. Wow, I do believe these odds will get better. So if you get it closer to Saturday, do it because it's, it's only gonna get better odds for Austin Lane. So I got that at plus two twenty-five right now, and then I got a man at Rebus. To win by decision, only at a plus hundred right now. You add all that up; it's at a plus five fifty. Put twenty five dollars on it, getting back one sixty two. You cannot Ooh. beat that. It's going to be uh, yeah, changing my pocket because that's happening. And that's why they call them the parlay pounder, <laughs> folks. Right there, just a two teamer. But just look at the ROI, the return on investment. It should be pretty fun. All right, well that'll about do it. Uh, for us this week, be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-Cities Radio and our Twitter account, podcast underscore WTL. Easy to remember, isn't it? It is. And please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That yes. thing has really taken off. Yeah. We're bringing out more and more content, short videos, those YouTube sure. shorts, uh, and the CWS. You know, you've been killing it. I put a couple picks in there. For and, sure. Uh, and then, you know, we've had some guests that have done very well on no it doubt. that we've been able to feature. Please go check as it well. out. Also, got those free daily picks over on TikTok. So, yeah. if you are one of those TikTokers, we're on that as we're well. We're on there as well. For Joe Perron, the Parlay Pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL. 